Hi, I'm Zora Chase, and you're listening to Small to Scaled, the podcast that explores how accomplished business leaders went from vision to venture. In these conversations, you'll hear about their experiences and take away some practical wisdom that might help your business scale to whatever size fits. Whether you are starting a new business from the ground up or getting ready to scale your enterprise, deciding whether or not to take out a business loan is scary. Today's guest is going to give us some inside secrets on how to use financial institutions to your advantage. I'm thrilled to have Gene Valdez here on the show. In his career as a banking executive, he spans 40 years working for some of the world's largest banks like Wells Fargo, Bank of California, Citizens Bank. He started three businesses of his own, authored a book titled How to Start a Business from Scratch, and currently runs a firm called The Loan Doctor Associates, where they coach owners and CEOs on finance and strategic planning. I think you'll find a lot of really useful insights today. So let me welcome Gene Valdez to the show. Welcome to the show, Gene. Thank you for sitting with us today. Hey, Zora. Thanks for having me. It's really nice. Yeah, this is a topic that so many business owners grapple with, and yet um, there are—it's hard to get really solid answers from someone who'll talk frankly and and um, have their best interest in mind. So I think everyone's going to get a lot from the show today. Well, I hope so. I uh, I definitely am not a shy person, so I have some very distinct opinions about my former industry. Most of it is not as flattering as one would think it would be. And what you've seen, what's the greatest obstacle that a new business founder needs to overcome to get their business up and running? Is it the funding or is it the roadmap or is it a combination? Tell us what your opinion is on that. Well, that's a good question, Zora. It's almost like what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to say in, in my walk as a banking executive, the primary is the roadmap which I'm going to use synonymously as the plan, the business plan or whatever the owner wants to call it, the roadmap, Mm -hmm. um, has to be accomplished and and done ahead of time. And probably the most important aspect of the roadmap or the plan is the identification and the support that the owner has, that the idea that they have for a business is a legitimate opportunity in the market. So many entrepreneurs plunge in and say, I got this great business idea. This will work. You know, they're gonna, it's going to sell like hotcakes. And they really haven't done enough research to verify that that need exists. And if their research ideas are flawed, they're not going to get a loan from anybody. Because people will all say, well, why would anybody want to buy this? You need to have an answer for that. So that's my long-winded answer to that question. So if I go into a bank and just say, I've got this amazing idea, I'm going to start a business, um, it's going to be flimsy at best. You've got to have a roadmap with some research, some facts, figures. Uh, What kinds of things would I need? Well, you would need some um, third-party research. Let's mm-hmm. say on the industry, mm-hmm. you know, quoting some um, some professional companies, and that's what they do. Is the industry going up, down, sideways? 
you'd probably have to do a little bit of a review of your existing competitors. Because if you're a me too, and you're joining a segment of an industry that is already flooded with competitors, the obvious question is why should they buy them? So sort of a brief overview of your competition doesn't have to be 15 pages, but just an acknowledgement that these are my local competitors. This is what they're good at. This is what they're not good at. And based on that, I feel this is an opening for them. This is where I could find my niche. Um, That is really critical. Yeah. As you know, in this day and age of, access to information, you can get that at your fingertips I mean, right. everywhere. It just, you just have to do it. Right. So um, when, so let's say you have, you've got your roadmap, you've got your niche outlines, you've got research to back that up. Um, is there, do I need collateral? How do I, how do I get a loan? If I'm starting? Well, I think the very first question in terms of getting a loan is once you've created the roadmap roadmap, and you've identified your niche, you have to sort of, as best you can, put on a piece of paper what it's going to cost you in terms of resource to either start the business or expand an existing one. And usually that's what's it going to cost me in terms of people, equipment, inventory, and if you're not a service company and you're not going to use online to market your product, a physical space, what's that all going to cost? Uh, That then becomes the size of the loan you're requesting. And then based on that, depending upon the bank and depending upon what program they put you through, you may or may not need collateral. What do you see most common, people actually taking out the loan or people or businesses just having a line of credit they can use as needed? Okay, well, now you're getting into the weeds, Zora. Now you're, now you're going, you're upgrading into CFO stuff, <coughs> which, which is a good question because one size does not fit all, meaning that one loan uh, you can't take it off the shelf and say, here, this is for everybody, because every customer's customers pay in different patterns. Their vendors expect to get paid. So in answer to your question, there's essentially three kinds of loans. A term loan, which by definition is maybe three to five years where you make itty-bitty principal and interest payments every month. Mm-hmm. And then there's a line of credit where you can borrow up and down depending upon that month, whether you need it to support. And then there's kind of a hybrid where you start off as a line of credit for maybe a year. And then after that, it converts to a term loan. I'm not talking anything about real estate loans. These are just business loans. But answer to your question, most companies, when they first start off, the intention is to grow. So they may need a combination of maybe a term loan to buy equipment, which is a long-term purpose. Mm-hmm. And they may need a line of credit just for kind of in and out borrowing cash needs. So it depends on the type of business and depends on how, what their selling firms are to their customers. Okay. Sounds good. They're creating receivables. With 
Okay. So I would think that when you are applying and you have certain um, resources uh, and capital that you're going to need to get up and running, you have to have a justification or an estimate of the money that's going to be coming in at the same time to um, to pay the loan back and to have the business running. I mean, but a lot of times it takes months and years for businesses to you know, be functioning in the black. Um, Another yeah. excellent question. Who prepped you for this? Um, Valdez, <laughs> <laughs> the loan doctor himself. <clears throat> Many times, depending upon the business, as you're right, it may take one of the first questions that a lender who does start up loans is going to ask in business jargon, you know, when's your break even point, right? How many months is it going to take you? And of course, the owner will say, oh, it'll take a couple of months. Everybody knows me. I'm going to go to the chamber. I'm going to have all kinds of nifty social media programs. But whatever the months it's going to take for you to achieve break even, you need cash to subsidize those months. Because by definition, you're not going to have much revenue come in. So when you apply for a loan, one of the purposes of the loan are the months that you need to subsidize sales. You literally have to put a pencil to it, do your research, and, and be realistic and say, okay, how long is it going to take me to break even? And so when you give the, the lender the litany of, of purposes of the loan, this is for equipment, this is for my social media, and this is for eight months of working capital reserve, because that's how long it takes me to, I think, to break even which gives you brownie points to the lender knows that you really thought this through. Right. Most businesses don't do that. Guess what happens? Two months. I don't have any more cash. I got to go back to the bank. And they go, where were you three months ago? Weren't you just here a month ago? You know, it doesn't paint a very professional owner image. Um, Gene, can you elaborate a little more on what it means to have skin in the game? Okay, so it uh, to some extent, it is a commitment, Zora, of, to the lender that I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I believe so strongly in my idea, in my management ability, that I'm willing to put some of my 401k savings, uh, loan from dad or mom, into the business. And... Because the lender does not want, wants the same thing that you don't want. They don't want their loan to go bad. And you don't want your capital to go right down the drain. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's important to understand that there's no such thing as 100% financing. Really, you have to have some skin in the game. It's a That's a very good point. Um, I know you've written articles and blogs on entrepreneurship. And um, the fact is that a majority of entrepreneurs fail in the first five years of business. We've heard these numbers over and over again. Have you observed any common thread among these kind of unsex unsuccessful ventures? Yes, I have. And um, whether it's a contractor, an advertising agency, a service company, a product company, a manufacturer, it doesn't matter. The common denominator is, in my opinion, um, the mortality rate for the first five years, as you said, is over 50%. Mm -hmm. After 10 years, it reaches 67%. Mm -hmm. 
So seven out of 10 businesses is going to fail within the first 10 years. And to mitigate that risk, in my opinion, maybe I'm looking at it too simply, it's a matter of the CEO increasing the breadth of their skills. They're never going to be an expert in marketing, finance, accounting, human resources, sales, social media, process control at one time. No person exists at that small, at that, that smart. But they need to have some working knowledge of all of those particular areas. And what they seem to avoid like the plague is the financial management component because they can't afford to hire somebody with the proper credentials. So they wing it or they learn it on the fly or they ignore it. And I see it time after time after time. But the answer to your question, it is financial management, mm-hmm. more specific, learning how to budget, learning how to manage the cash flow, uh, learning how to interface with your bank, your account, and just manage the money prudently. Okay. Manage the money, follow the money. Got it. Um, my business's help um, is built on helping owners get the word out and get market share over their competitors with media, digital ads. Um, do you have any marketing advice for people who are starting a business when you? Yes, I do. And I learned it the hard way. There are a lot of methods to get the world the word out. Um, some of it you have to pay for. Some of it, as you as a professional in the field, is free. But one of the things that I believe is um, extremely critical is that when you have a customer, say to your mind, this person knows five people that if I knock their socks off, with my service, they're going to share that story with their friends. Maybe not all of them are business owners, but maybe a few of them may be. So treat each new customer and your voyage to as a startup as a source of your marketing department. And even if you have to take, even if you break even or even a small loss in the beginning, start the brand early. Let them know. If you call this person, you will get exactly what you say. If you call Zora, Zora will deliver on time. Zora is fair. Zora listens. This is what she does. So that sounds like referral business. Is that that's something- it? That's referral marketing. Yeah, that's traditional. And they go, well, that, that that's not that fancy. Well, you know, what about all that stuff that's going on right now on social media? That is important. But if you think about it. You know, each business becomes successful one client at a time. Yeah. And word of mouth um, beats out everything else. That's why, right. you know, people are reading reviews before they, 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 people read like 10 reviews is the average nowadays before they make decisions on a lot of businesses um, when they're searching on a Google ad. So, yeah, referral is, it fits right in that word of mouth marketing. Get it. Um, is there anything I didn't ask you that might help somebody in a position that has a business and they're looking for a loan or looking for some advice? Anything, anything I missed? Um, Take away? Oh, you mean, your, your questions were right on. I felt like I was a witness in a murder. You're making me sweat and I'm stammering here. Um, 
It depends on whether it's a startup business or an existing business. If it's an existing business, the one thing that you didn't ask that I would um, preach to is that things that you do, all the tricks in your up your sleep who win customers, they may work in one year, but they may not work every year because the world is constantly changing. And so if you take the external environment, whether it's political, social, economic, um, social morals, doesn't matter, anything. The world is changing. Your customer purchasing habits may change. You're not clued into that. And tweaking your business model or your value proposition, you could easily become a dinosaur in a very short period of time and say, what happened? I was so successful two years ago. Now, I don't get any, I'm not getting my business, which is what happened to Blockbusters versus Netflix many, many years ago. For those of us old enough to know who Blockbusters was. Right. Where are they now? The cemetery. Where's Netflix? They're flying high. Right. It's because Blockbusters, bless their heart, their executives have their head in the sands. I hope you never work. Yeah, no, I did not. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but there's a list. I mean, Sears is closed, closing. Sears and yeah. Circuit City. Like, think about all those companies that were just household names. Yeah. Huge. You, have to, you have to change with the time. I mean, look at what all the restaurants are doing now. Before, did they ever deliver food to your door? Nah, get out of here. You come and see us. Did they do take home? I mean, did they do delivery? You can call on advance with your app. It just, they're learning another way of doing business. That's what we all need to do. Whether you're $100,000 a year in sales or $100 million, it doesn't matter. You can't rest on your laurels. Don't rest on your laurels. I um, second that. Um, Gene, that's incredible information and advice for everybody listening. And I know you run a business coaching CEOs and business owners on how to plan and finance their business. Um, valuable valuable um, asset that you are for many companies. Um, if someone's listening and they want to find you, how do they access uh, your uh, digits online or how we find you? Well, they can go to um, my website, which is the loan doctor, all one word dot loan. The loan doctor dot loan with an S or with an S? With an S, it's plural. The loan doctor dot loans. Dot loans. And as an FYI, the loan doctor is trademark. There's a lot of people like that name. So you can like it, just don't use it. <laughs> All right, that gets a like for me. <laughs> no problem. Uh, I don't want to mess with you, Gene. That's all I can say. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for being on the show today. It's been a fun time, Zora. Thank you for having me. And you asked great questions. Oh, thank you. And for everybody listening, thank you for joining us. Um, this show is brought to you by Chasing Nectar Digital Solutions. We help businesses grow through digital ads. And if you want to reach out to us, you may do so. ZChase at ChasingNectar.com. ChasingNectar.com is our website. Give us a shout. We listen to everybody's emails and respond to everybody. So thanks for listening today. Take care. <laughs>